This is Less Parent on Purpose. It's a parenting podcast for those who want to thrive and not just survive these parenting years. My name is Jay Holland, and I'll be bringing with me tips and tricks and tools that I've learned along the way in 20 plus years of youth ministry, parenting, and foster parenting. All right. Hey, I want to thank you so much for joining today. This is an experiment that I hope goes really well. Um, bear with us if it does. Actually, it's just going to go well. We're just going to count that it goes well. We are starting a new series uh, over the next few weeks called Getting to Know Generation Z. And uh, since I am so far removed from Gen Z, I brought in my experts, actual, real, live specimens from Generation Z. So uh, we're going to take a couple minutes. I'm going to give you some characteristics, and we're going to just kind of talk and interact about these things, and hopefully the sound is tolerable enough for you to listen to. I know the content's going to be really fun. So um, let's just go ahead and, and quickly introduce who we have. We'll start over here with you, Davis. Um, maybe say who you are and as far as schooling, where we are. All right? Okay. I'm Davis. Uh, I'm a senior. I graduate this Saturday, actually, from Clark Advanced Learning Center. I'm headed to FSU in the fall. And Davis is an alumni of Let's Parenting on Purpose, I think the most popular episode ever. He is far more popular than me, so we are super honored to have him here <laughs> Thank today. You. Thank you. Okay, John? Um, I'm John Klein. That's him. David. David Klein. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, go to, uh, I go to Clark Advanced Learning Center. Mm-hmm. Which we're we're not advanced. We just that's just in the name, and um, I'm a sophomore still. Still, well, for oh, like no, well, I'm graduated, day. so I'm going to be a junior next year. All right, week. yeah, this is like the last week of school, so we'll call you. You're going into your junior year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Chloe. I'm Chloe Reddick. I go to Clark Advanced Learning Center, and I'm going to be a senior this next year. Okay. I am Brock Olson, a child of God, a student of the Bible, and Dave Olson's son, who is <laughs> part of Dave Olson Realty, partnered up with Patrick's Jacuzzi, not a sponsor. It, but it could be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> this broadcast today is brought to you by the Keller Williams Realty team. Of yes. Stracuzzi Olsen. Stracolson. That's not their trademark, but yes. <laughs> okay. All right. And Brock, uh, where do you go to school? And what I go to Clark Vance Learning Center and going into 12th grade. Just finished 11th grade. Okay. Great. So I'm, we're going to go through some of the characteristics of Generation Z today. And you all, we're going to react on them. Tell me if you agree with them, disagree with them, or what do you, what do you see? The first one, you're not going to have a lot of context for, but I'll give you some some background. They say that Generation Z, especially in comparison to millennials, maybe we should start with that. Um, do you all know what is a millennial? Like when people talk about millennials, what do they what do they mean? They're like 20 to 30 years old, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So the millennials are those who basically were born in the decade and a half before the new millennium. And you all are Generation Z. Do you know why they call you Gen Z? Because we're the last in the alphabet? I guess. <laughs> I, we I ran think, out of letters. <laughs> I, ran out of letters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think basically that started with my generation. I'm on the tail end of Generation X, Gen X. And uh, so then they, yeah, we're Gen X. Then the millennials were originally called Gen Y. And then uh, you all are Gen Z. Maybe you all, one of you could be the ones to come up with a more creative name than that. Mm. And, uh, the, yeah, just so that's maybe one of career ambitions you could have. Um <laughs> So first off, just today, part of what we're going to talk about is how you're not millennials, how this really is. And we're talking about um, young people that are in elementary through high school. 
you're kind of considered a separate generation from the one before you. And one of the things that they say is that you are less parented than the generation before you. And so I'll give you the characteristic and you tell me whether you feel like it's true or not. Um, they say with millennials that they were really victims of, of, not victims, but just they were parented by what what's called helicopter parenting. Um, have it, you guys heard of that term ever? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so what do you know as far as helicopter parenting? What have you, how would you describe that? It's basically a parent that their kid, um, they it's a helicopter parent because they hover constantly around around the kid because helicopters hover, mm-hmm. and basically they are always on top of their kid. So when the kid goes out in real life, they don't know how to do anything on their own. Right. Sheltered. Right. Yeah, so helicopters are wonderful uh, in times of emergency because you can get in and get out. But imagine like going through your daily life with a helicopter over top of you. It's pretty distracting. So, do you all know kids that in, in your your age group that you feel like are really helicopter parented? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do we do we name them? No. Uh, no. 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 Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Their name is. So. Um, yeah. So do you feel like more, and, and, and they contrast that with what they call drone parenting now. So you have helicopter parenting and drone parenting. So what would, drone, what, yeah, that. yeah. So smart. why would they call it drone parenting? Because. I assume it's a drone because you don't, if you like just need to like just check in and see like casually, like it's more of like a drone. Like that's what people use like for like movies or something or, you know, just like trying to like, you know, like sneak peek, not like constantly hovering okay what do you think um, john well because like helicopters and you got to like manually control that thing mm-hmm. but a drone you can like boom tracking device and on our phones we have tracking devices boom. and we can like parents can like read our texts and stuff mm-hmm. and, yeah. so, so how many of you have parents that have some kind of gps tracking device Yes. on their phones like your parents know where you are just by looking at your ago, phone my mom made me download that <laughs> <laughs> yes That's good yeah. um what type of things do your parents track on your phones um my mom just has it like just to make sure where i am i'm not always the best at answering my phone so she has it just in case if i don't answer my phone if i'm at work she can just see where i am like make sure i'm not getting into any trouble okay what else do your parents track? Do they have passwords to your different accounts or anything like that? Like our email accounts or like... I don't know. Um, my mom just reads my texts. Instagram. Like, do they have... My mom has her own Instagram so she can follow me. Okay. And see the posting. All right. We'll talk about... We'll, we'll get into like some of the mobile technology much more in, in a different one. Um what do you think are some of the, like, what do you see are the advantages or dif- disadvantages you see with helicopter or drone parenting? So you all, would you feel like your parents are more in the helicopter or more in the drone type of parenting? I think my parents are, um, let me, wait, pa- let me yeah. pause for just okay. a second. Cause everybody's like, Oh, my parents might listen. I might get in trouble. Um, that's what I exactly yeah. was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. Um, these kids have great parents and all of their parents I would consider very involved in their lives Um, all of their parents to serve in the youth ministry or other ministries in the church that they're a part of so um, these kids are not being parented by remote control Um, but at the same time I don't know that I would call it call it helicoptering so maybe you're you're a healthy balance of the two so what do you feel like? What do you what do you see? Let's say not necessarily just you, but in your peers, in the people that you're with at school. What would you characterize the parenting that those kids are getting? Drone. Drone. 
Yeah, team, I mean, like a lot, a lot of buddies from school are like, it's like, yeah, I kind of see my parents like want to leave in the morning when I get home at night. Like, uh-huh. I mean, their parents like don't really have any need to know where they are, which is kind of weird to me because I always tell my mom where I'm going, what I'm doing, what time I'll be home because mm-hmm. she mandates it. Yeah, the good mandator. Um, so what do you think are some of the dangers of drone parenting? They think the world revolves around them. Hmm. And then nobody wants to be their friend, but they have no idea why. <laughs> huh? Why is that, why do you think that? Talking about the parent or the kid? The kid. Wait, we're talking about the kid. The yeah. effects on drone the kid? or helicopter? Yeah, the effect on the kid. Of drone parenting. Yeah. So when the parent is micromanaging everything in the kid's life. No. No, that's helicopter. That's the opposite. Oh, it's helicopter. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was too nervous about what I was gonna no, say. No, that's a, that's that's good. You're doing fantastic. Okay. Well. Um. Never mind. Okay, so I'll give you you, uh, some of the things I've seen, and then maybe you can react. Like, it's, I think it's cool because kids have better independence in some ways, but then um, they, they tend to get into, like, you can get into trouble quicker, and you're faced with decisions that maybe you're not, not ready to handle yet. Do you, do you see, like, your peers kind of making pretty drastic decisions pretty quickly about stuff? Definitely. Yeah. How many of them do you feel like not not necessarily your your church friends, although that would be a part of it, but just like your classmates in general? How many of them do you feel like have a close relationship with their moms and dads? So like what, half like half percentage. Yeah. I'd say less than half. Less than yeah. half. And and by the way, all of these kids I'm talking to go to a, a charter school, um, so they're all kind of dual enrolled and uh i would say probably have a higher than average parent involvement than the most but you say less than half you would consider have a well, like i see like some of them on their on their phone like some of my friends have like hearts on their dad's name and then some of them don't even have a contact for their dad because wow. they don't care or huh. stuff hmm who yeah. all right well next characteristic that they talk about is that your generation is much more entrepreneurial that is a hard word to say does anybody know how to say that word correctly entrepreneurial i don't even know how to spell close sometimes (laughs) (laughs) like google like yeah so uh entrepreneurial like for instance siri google youtube between these things um your generation is much more prone to just think that they can figure out how to do stuff and a lot of times do it um how many of y'all have been relatively self-taught in something that would be considered, like in a previous generation, you'd really need a tutor, really need an instructor? I say guitar. Guitar. I've learned a lot about music theory, uh, just by. Well, I've learned I learned basics from my brother and some from my friends, but I would say eighty percent or more of my musical and guitar knowledge uh, came from online. Okay. Wow. Yeah, have you ever really sat through lessons, formalized lessons? Uh, n- no. No. What about you, Davis? I've never taken a guitar lesson. Okay, and Davis and Brock lead our worship band and do a phenomenal job, and not just do it with us, but also help with the adult band downstairs. So, and that's basically all through self-teaching and YouTube and yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, what are some other things that you see that like, let's say even like business-wise or whatever? Do you have friends that have started businesses? Or try to start businesses. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you uh, in your peer groups do you do you see? There's um, I won't say his name, although I'm praising his name. Uh-huh. Um, 
but he uh, he um, sells uh, vending machines. So he buys vending machines and then gets the permits to put them in public places. And then um, he fills them up with snacks and um, drinks that you need. And then he makes money off of it. And this is a high school student. This is a high and school the, and the cool thing about that is he also, like, he hasn't, like, not, like, greedy about it and doesn't... He actually, like, told some of my friends about it and I'm, like, starting to do it, too. Yeah. With my other friend. And he's, like, sharing, like, hey, guys, this is a good way to make money and stuff. So you are starting a vending machine business? No, it's not a business. It's just, like, a little side thing. It's more of an investment, job. really. Yeah, it's not, it's not really. really, like, a... It, I think that's, like, it's funny listening to this because you're using the words investment and, and thinking long-term about something when you're in high school. Um, when I was in, basically, you either got a part-time job, if you were a guy, you mowed lawns, or if you were a female, you babysit, which are still really good options. But what are some other things that you know that people are, are doing as far as trying to make money and different different adventures um a lot of instagram people like they'll they'll make a like the same guy actually does <laughs> <laughs> same guy does uh he like sends robots out to like follow people and have people follow back on like a random instagram account and you have to like post three pictures a day and stuff like that and sell that instagram to big companies so they can advertise and they sell it for like a couple thousand sometimes yeah and that's just like on your phone yeah we have uh, one of our youth leaders now, and he's just 19, 20 years old, had his own like fully licensed bonded pressure cleaning business before graduating high school. Um, yeah, so just that you do see that they're much more entrepreneurial. But one of the things that, that I've heard people say is that uh, like this generation really likes to be in leadership, really likes to be in the decision making part. But sometimes they think the whole job is to come up with the idea, not necessarily to like follow through and do it. Um, in in your classes and stuff like that, do you experience that? Now again, you're with kind of the cream of the crop in your group, but do you see? <clears throat> isn't that funny? Yeah, you're laughing at it, but it's true. Um, do you see? Do you see a lot more people coming up with great ideas than any kind of willingness to follow through on them? Uh, yeah. There's like, dude, I'm gonna start like my my own like house like flipping business. <laughs> I tried to buy a house the other day, but you can't buy one when you're 16. Oh. I didn't. <laughs> Bummer. Like a dollhouse or like no, a little house? A little renter house. So I, can oh. rent out I, see, I see a lot of people like, like they're like free spirit, creative or whatever, but they're not willing to like pick up a shovel. And mm. I'm not really like super like free spirited creative, but like I have no problem working a shovel, which is like in the end. You can have great ideas, but if you're not willing to work, you're you're basically setting yourself up for failure. So that's a huge thing, I think, with parents to know is that you want to... It seems like as a parent, we always want to affirm like the greatest things in our kids. You can be anything, you can do anything, but, but instilling like basic work ethic and responsibilities, you're never going to be and do anything unless you figure out how to do the grunt work along the way. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really big deal. Uh, an another characteristic, you guys are very collaborative, is what they say. Um, so when it comes to projects, when it comes to even businesses and stuff like that, much more collaborative. Would you agree or disagree? I kind of disagree on that. Like, especially doing group projects at school, it's kind of like one person's expected to do all the work and everyone else kind of just slacks off. And I know that, like, this generation is more of, like, an independent generation, so I feel like we do more of the work by ourselves and like try to not rely on other people. 
You know what I thought was interesting is in the list that I was getting these from, <clears throat> excuse me, it described you as independent in one of these bullets and then collaborative in the other. So um, it's interesting what you're seeing is more of the independent side of trying to figure it out on your own and do, and do it on your own. Um, but I'll tell you, like I've noticed even in youth ministry, I can give a group of you guys something and you'll come up with great ideas and start to follow through with the ideas and everything to where your all's generation much more likes to be handed kind of things in their like baby birth form instead of fully formed ideas where you're told exactly what to do. So in, in, in my case, what I've seen is sometimes like if I can give you a vague idea, let you guys come up with it. Um, there's still a little bit of skill lost in figuring out how to get from that point to the end point. So then I have to kind of step back in and say, okay, these are the things that need to do. But then I can a lot of times step out of the way and, and you guys, you guys do it, which is really, really cool. Um, in, in, uh, in your all's lives, what have been the things that have helped you grow in your confidence and leadership ability the most? What are the different opportunities that you've had? Definitely like being here at Covenant. Cause like, they're like as you said you kind of give everybody ideas and we have like how-to nights and stuff like that and um sometimes it's just you can you don't have to wait for somebody to like step up and ask you you kind of just well i i just kind of sometimes take lead but Mm -hmm. but like sometimes it's not also like the loudest person that's the lead it's also like the person in the back which it also matters on situation because sometimes you need a really strong leader and sometimes you need that quiet person in the back but here at covenant you really like Jay has really given us um, like things like for the Baltimore trip he's really given it to us to decide all this stuff and like a lot of the things the seniors Davis has Davis and Tanner through internship have been like planning a lot of our stuff that we didn't even know about but they just kind of like put it all together and we did it and I feel like it's like a really good opportunity here otherwise in school and other places where it gets shot down quickly yeah Yeah. I think one of the things that's different about you guys and you and like you don't even recognize it because you've not known any different is you have kind of always had the ability to collaborate group wise at a distance. Um, whereas for instance, my generation would have been limited to one person on a phone or we would have had to get together. You guys can kind of do things through group chat. You can work on the same document and like throw it on Google docs and go back and forth. And so in these group projects, it sounds like it's kind of the same as it's been in every generation um, where one person kind of gets stuck doing most of the work, but um, you do have different collaboration opportunities than you ever have before, which is pretty sweet. Um, so I'm going to ask, uh, I, I'm actually going to kind of just close out this for a second, but uh, um, I got one question that I think would be good. We're just going to continue our conversation. going to invite people to come back in, but I'm going to take a pause here. And next week we're going to talk about, Um, the characteristic of your generation, I call it being confidently confused. And I'll explain that a little bit, and I'd like to see your all's reaction to it. So thank you guys for for being here today, and you all don't get to get up. Um, We're just going to keep going, but here's my big pause. All right. Hey, moms and dads, thanks so much for listening to that. I hope you enjoyed it. It, it, I can tell you it was a lot more fun to just do as an interview than it was to sit and talk about all that stuff. And uh, if you liked it, Share it with others and make sure you tune in next week as we go through a a really interesting discussion um, with with these students on um, their peers being confidently confused. And we're going to talk about some of the just different uh, 
um, atheist, transgender, transsexual issues that they're having to deal with in their schools, um, the redefining of tolerance, and then a lot more. It's a great discussion. So once again, we've come to the end of Let's Parent on Purpose. Uh, If you like this, this is a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida, and you might like us as well. So come check us out if you're in the area and you're looking for a church home. If you don't like this, I can't imagine why you're still listening. Uh, My name's Jay Holland. If you want more from Let's Parent on Purpose, check us out at letsparentonpurpose.com. You can get archived blogs and past episodes of the podcast as well. Thanks so much for our crew listening, and thanks so much to you. Remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint, and we will talk to you soon.